Hey everyone, welcome to Yoshi Din, and I'm very excited to be here today with my friend and partner Chris Gore. And we just got back from San Diego Comic Con 2013, and it's day after. Chris, how are you feeling today? I'm terrible. I'm really out of it. <laughs> sound like a Batman. I'm I'm so tired. I cannot even tell you. I'm just I'm in recovery mode. I feel like this is the this is the sixth the sixth day of Comic Con, which is the day you do laundry and take your badge off. I do miss us all having badges because I'm really bad at names. So I'll see people I've seen at Comic Con like I've seen them like five times, ten times. And I still have to like glance down at their badge and How them. embarrassing that if you if they ever catch you like they're wearing Oh, the I'm ro- really I'm really good. <clears throat> no, 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 no. What I'm saying is if they were wearing the wrong badge and you just happen to <laughs> say the wrong name after years of knowing someone, that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, yeah, it is. It is embarrassing as someone who's done that. Yeah. But I mean, but it's kind of like the way I approach people's names like Game of Thrones, like that white guy is Lannister, whatever. I I can't remember all the names. I just said like that yeah, that white you, guy. Cuz pretty much all the white guys look alike to you. They all look like they all look like same way. I'm not saying they all look exactly same. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you deal with all these round eyes? <laughs> but I like white people. I, um, I like I like Asian girls. Yeah. You know what's weird? They always they they always. I don't, I, don't even, I, don't even, I don't even know why we're getting off away from Comic Con. But anyway, <laughs> this is one of those those theories that theories that I have. <clears throat> The white male media is always portraying Asian guy obsessed with white women. Yet the reality is, it's the white guys who are marrying, dating Asian women. Yes, that's true. It's just really weird that they're. Hey, have another another beer. <laughs> Why not? And <clears throat> uh, anyway, I'm I'm um, I have to say I, I I had a lot of fun. But for you, it's what it's, what it, okay? It, what is Yoshi fun? Well, while you guys were exploring fantasy at the Comic Con, I went to Tijuana getting hooker every night. To me, that, did you really? Mm-hmm, that's why I was tired. You did that every single night? Yeah. Wow. What, how much was it? Uh, depends on a girl. Um, there's two In pesos. How much? <laughs> I don't know. I paid them dollars. Come on, <laughs> or yen. <laughs> that's like a million pesos. It was really rough uh, Saturday and Sunday morning because I, I it took me four hours to get out on Saturday and I think two hours on Sunday. Wow. Did you stay in Mexico? No, no, I didn't, I didn't stay. Stay there. I would drive in by the border and um, walk across, get a cab, go to mm-hmm. Atlanta Club or Hong Kong Club. Only wow. two real brothels to visit. And um, to me, See, that was the real fantasy. None of this silly stuff during the day. But I did like. So basically, you just went to Handjob Con. It wasn't Handjob. <laughs> I'm not going to pay sixty for Handjob. <laughs> Yeah, I was not doing that. I was no, no, no. I mean, I was looking for the nerd girl of my dreams. Did not find her. So the thing, the thing for you, Chris, it's it's um, it's 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 of course it's fun, but it was also like your career and business. You had a lot of responsibility. A little little business for me, yeah. Yeah. A little business for me. Uh, For most fans, they just go to have fun. That's it. You know. That's true. Have fun. Go to panels. Buy stuff. Make vines. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that the way people were reacting to, uh, with you, they were excited to see you. And you knew what, what was going on. It, 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 um, 
I was impressed a number of the people you knew and the, the fans were really excited to see you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and, it was fun. And, and, um, you I've know, been going for a number of years, like probably more than 20 years I've been going to the con. So, you know, before we get in detail about the 2013 San Diego Comic Con, I, I, I want to g- explain to people who's never been to, who, who are never been lucky enough to go to San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. So, d- when was the first year? Let's, let's talk a little bit about your past experience than this one. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was it like the first time you went? It was just a comic book show. Mm-hmm. It was just like rows and rows of comic books and then people showing, like, you know, I don't know. God, I remember old conventions. They would show like 16 millimeter prints of. Do you remember what episodes. year about? This was like 1990. Okay. 1990. So. Um, so this is kind of like when MTV used to stand yeah, just for music. Or, exactly. Like 89 or 90. Like I just went to the San Diego Comic Con. It was not at the convention center. The convention center was even smaller then. I think it was like a hotel. Yeah, it was. It was like um, at a college. It was like I believe it was at the campus of SDSU. I actually don't remember. But it was at a college. I do remember right. that. And you had to basically just went in a room where it was just like, and I said, oh, I'm going to come down here every year because I loved going to comic conventions in Michigan and I had just moved to L.A. Sure. In, in 1990. So I thought, well, I'll just go to this convention every year. And these are real fans, weren't they? Because it, it was one of oh, comics. Yeah. Well, back then it was just like all just like hardcore, like people just into comics. In the last 10 years, it's exploded where, you know, women are a big part of the show and they sure. really weren't before. And that's cool like that's become more diversified i mean back then if you had girls they're probably five foot four and 300 pounds well i wouldn't say that but they would not like like just like girls that were there because they were into comics Mm -hmm. i mean there were some girls just there dressing in cosplay to get attention now there are girls that are there that cosplay but they actually read the comics and they're they're fans they're really savvy and they're sad and they know and they're yeah and they're just it's now become integrated I mean, I would say it's almost 50-50, you know, at this point. It's, it's nearing 50-50, like, so I love that. I love it wasn't like that before. So now it's, it feels much more like a communal experience. But um, it's... Um, and, and, and we have to say our good friend, Adrian Curry, she looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, she, uh, she is, uh, she's quite, uh, she speaks her mind. And in, uh, in her outfits, I mean, and they're ter- terrific. Oh yeah! Um, oh my God, they're amazing. She, but she did get kicked out one year wearing an Ian Flux outfit from the animated show. Remember Ian Flux? Yes, because that movie was shit. What, what I'm was not talking about the movie. Though. I'm talking about the cartoon show. Oh, oh. And she dressed accurate to the cartoon show and was actually not allowed in. Was it? I can't remember what it, what it looked like. Was you it, should she, tell your Adrian Curry story. Well, I will to, later on <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> um, so so it was all comic books And you went every year ever since then So when did you notice the big change? Because it's, it's not just comic book now it was, it was probably In the late 90s It started to get like A lot of the companies were starting to have like booths <laughs> Right You know like the movie studios would have a booth And then they would start to promote movies and stuff And then in the last like 10 years It's been just really important. And I really think it was, to me, I think the critical mass was the year Iron Man came out. That was like, wow. It's just, this thing is beyond, it's now it's a mainstream thing that, you know, my mom knows what Comic-Con is. Sure. You know? So. And the the fact that famous actor and actress are, whether they're telling the truth, I have no idea, Mm -hmm. claiming that they love being nerd and they love comic books. It really has changed. Well, some legitimately do. Like um, this woman, Deborah, uh, God, I forget her last name, Deborah Wall, um, from she plays Jessica on um, 
True Blood, I know Jessica on True Blood, um, the character. She's she, like a young vampire redhead. Sure. She's a huge fan of all stuff. And she dresses in a fake, she dresses like in cosplay so she's not recognized. Is that right? Yeah. So um, I recognize her body. Holy shit. But I guess she dressed like something, and then within like 10 minutes, people figured out it was her. I see. So, but she would dress up so she could walk around and not be bothered. But that's actually pretty, like, I think Sam Raimi one year dressed as Zorro. <laughs> okay. He did, like, just so he could, like, walk around the convention not, and not be disturbed. I'm going to the Jessica girl, she, mm-hmm. um, her boyfriend's blind. Yeah, EJ. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He just did a documentary about um, what he's going through because it's genetic. And uh, it played at Telluride Mountain Mountain Film mm-hmm. uh, in Telluride, a film festival. And he's now playing film festivals with his documentary um, at the moment. So, um, yeah, no. It's, and I, and, I, and, and I, I bet she knows for sure that he... He will be blind. He, <laughs> I mean, no, he will be just from, like, it's genetic. I mean, it's like he's slowly going blind. Oh, I thought he was completely blind already. Born. No, he's not. No, he's slowly going blind. Oh, he's not I, completely blind yet. Oh, never mind. I thought what I was going to say, she knew, she knows for sure he loves her for who she is, not the look, because he's, he's never seen her. But um, obviously I'm wrong, so. Well, if a girl's that hot, you're going to, you're going to. You're gonna take your time and yeah, get sure. To know her and, you know. So it's cool, cool. I really don't know anything about their personal story. No, no, but I, I just thought that's the only thing I knew know about her. Um, that's it. Sorry, but my um, I'm sounding like I'm congested. It's because I'm congested because I came back with just like. And I'm you're allergic to Asians, right? I'm allergic. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> allergic to Asians. Let's not talk about my personal. Yes, life. that's save that for my podcast. So. So it was comic book for a long time. You noticed the big changes last ten years. I remember going on like late eighties or maybe at night. I don't know when. It was just like comic books, and that's it. I never mm. really thought much of it until my friend Matt Davis, seven eight years ago, invited me to come up. I had a, and it, that's when it started to like explode. And I was seven sh- years ago. I really was shocked. Like <laughs> yeah, what, that's when it started what? to get really big. It was huge, and I kind of made fun of those people that wear costumes and stuff. But uh-huh. over the years, I really changed my mind because man, they. Re- these are not something you just pick up at Kmart. I mean, these are amazing. these are deliberately worked on for like maybe a year or something. They're movie quality, movie yeah. quality uh, costumes that are incredible. Yeah, and, and, and uh, it's exciting because even if you don't have passes, you mm. can still walk around downtown San Diego. Well, yeah, that's one thing people forget. Like, oh, I don't have a pass to Comic Con. It's like that doesn't mean that you can't walk around. Mm-hmm. You know, downtown. Although some of the stuff is pretty lame. Like NBC has this thing where it's like basically they force you into a dark room to watch a trailer for a TV show. It's pretty stupid, actually. Yeah. Um, their setup, I think, is pretty dumb. It's a way. It's a waste of time. But um, I, I, I like NBC. I hope they bounce back. But the way the way they've been running the network, I don't know. It's just a question about you know. I, I don't know. I just know that their Comic Con presence, I think, is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. But. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the thing is, there's so much to do surrounding Comic-Con, you know, they, they, that um, it's become a little phenomenon. Like the city, 200,000 people come into the city that aren't, you know, that are from out of town. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's, it's very festive. It's very fun. And uh, at least once, I, I recommend everyone just check it out. And it, it's really... Once all of the people in the world who are listening to this <laughs> yes, podcast yes. should come and check it out. You know, just like uh, 
Muslims have to visit Mecca once in their life. Yes. I highly recommend they visit San Diego Comic Con once it's in their Mecca life. It's Mecca for nerds. Yeah, it yeah, really is. It is. I, for those of you never been, Hall H. That, to me, was a highlight when I was able to get in. And, mm-hmm. and um, um, Chris, how would you explain it to someone who's never been to a Comic-Con, why Hall H is so important? Well, it's the place where all of the major studios and TV networks do their presentations mm-hmm. for upcoming movies and upcoming television shows or upcoming seasons of ongoing television shows. For example, there was a Breaking Bad uh, panel. Um, Years past, they had a Big Bang Theory, which was fun. Right, right. Um, Dexter. Dexter, stuff like that. So, you know, you get the inside info on on upcoming seasons of shows, television shows, or movies that will be released in the next year or two. And it's a a place also where, you know, the the creators can get instant feedback. They can show a rough trailer Mm -hmm. to see if fans like it. And if they don't like it, I guarantee they're going to recut it. They're going to recut the trailer based on fan reaction at Comic-Con. Promise you. It could hurt. Or help your project depends on how they react. It absolutely. If the reaction is not positive, it's going to it's going to have a huge impact. Mean, it'll it definitely this it will change the way um, that a, a particular franchise or TV show or, or movie is going. Like people have made changes based on feedback from Comic Con, so it's almost like a giant focus group. For sure, but so, they have but these savvy fans in that whole age. I mean, they oh, would, they're hardcore. They're they hardcore. would tweet the shit out of it or Facebook it, and uh, you know, I know they've been really, really tough, and and I could understand why, as a fan, you want to be there because how often do you have a chance to talk to the uh, movie directors and actor right, and actress? Right. You don't have that opportunity, right? Like right there, and it's cool because it is an environment where they're all very respected, mm-hmm. you know, and people are, you know, it's just it's 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 cool to be in that space. I find that nerds, just as a people, if I could refer to them as a people. Mm-hmm. Are very, Absolutely, are very respectful. Like I can't tell you how many times people said "excuse me" or "pardon me" or "I'm sorry" if I, if they bumped me on accident. Sure, that doesn't happen in real life, but in to me, uh, it doesn't happen necessarily at a sporting event. But I'm telling you though, in this environment, people are really, really just cool to each other. I, I, I you know, so yeah. And I love the fact that fans get to ask questions. You yes, know, and yes. then, and this well is- at the same time. Fans can ask really stupid questions. Sure. I remember one year, Kevin Smith, man, he, that to me was the funniest thing that I, I ever heard, uh, saw and heard at whole age. This guy basically said something, in fact, asking Kevin Smith a question, um, uh, the fact that his movies have helped him uh, uh, in his life because his his mother passed away last year and it's really helping his movies are really helping him deal with this problem and Kevin Smith I'm paraphrasing what you say he says like you know why your mother died he's like why because I fucked her to death and uh, <laughs> and it was just like he was stunned but he kind of started <laughs> laughing too because it's so over the top and you should have seen the whole room. I mean, sixty five hundred, seven thousand, whatever it is. They they just he brought the house down. Kevin wow. Smith is one of the best guests. He's on like that. a stand up comedian. He's, he's, he's great. He has, he has great comic timing. In fact, I I, I sometimes wonder uh, his performance in there might be better than some of his movies. You know, I would say the, that's true. The, the live pro, uh, performance. I mean, he took it to another level. His podcast, yeah. his podcast is another great. Um, I like his movies, but man, he man, that was like. In your face. I fucked your mother to death. <laughs> so oh, my anyway. God. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Kevin's known for saying things that are a bit outrageous. Yeah. 
So whole whole H, I um, I I I haven't able to go in for four years. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, it's it, got so big I, I can't get in. The last time I was able to just walk into Hall H mm-hmm. was the year that they did the presentation for Revenge of the Sith, which was the year before Revenge of the Sith came out, which was two thousand four. Also, you haven't been in for almost 10 years then. What's that? You haven't been in there in 10 years. No, I've been in there. Uh Oh. But you have to... I'm saying you could just walk in. Oh, I see. Okay. Meaning there wasn't a line. So it was 2004, and it was the year before Revenge of the Sith came out. Sure. And I just walked into Hall H, and they, like, you know, debuted. I think they showed the title, and then there were T-shirts on sale, and it was crazy. There was a whole buzz. You know, I think it was when they announced the name of... You know, Star Wars Episode mm-hmm. 3 would be called Revenge of the Sith. I see. Um, I, 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 miss, I definitely miss going in there. But I'm well, just, now that the lines are so long, people it, wait overnight just to be first in line to get into Hall H. When I took and my even, friend... Oh. Even then, they're actually just waiting, seeing panels they don't care about to see the panel they do want to see. And then they'll leave, and once they see how many people have left, then they fill those seats. Sure. So you're waiting... Hoping other people are leaving. It, it really is a poor setup, and they need to do something like block off twenty or 30,000 seats at Petco and just have anyone be able to go. I think that's the best way to go, you would it, think. It would be nice. It would, it would be nice if they did something like that. Be, be, because if, if you just happen to leave the um, <laughs> whole age, you can't go back in. Unless you, really, you can't you stay, go back in. You have to stay in the line again. And those lines are just massive. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could sit here and it sounds curmudgeonly to sit here and complain about it. No, no I'm not. I'm not Look, complaining. It's just, I feel it, lucky. it's just that popular. You yeah, know? I feel lucky that I've been able to go. Sure, I'm lucky. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful to go. I I wish I just wish I could go into whole age, but I, I just not willing to wait that long. Uh, that's my uh, problem. Me either. Not anymore. I really can't unless I have a friend waiting in line saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're about to go in the hall." I I just I can't do it. Sure. So. Um, I miss it. I did wait in line for Ballroom 20 and didn't get in. I waited for like two, three hours. I wanted to see the X-Files and I, could, I couldn't get in. It, just, it was just like, I, it was like, I can't wait anymore. Like, what, so which room is leave. that? Ballroom 20, which is also very large. Several thousand. Damn. But again, um, couldn't get in. I guess the gem is like if you if you for whatever reason you you you, you stay in line you still going getting there is many other options too at the San Diego Comic Con. Well, I mean, I talk to friends who've been to things. Sure, and I'll overhear a conversation. Someone saying, "Oh, I saw the such and such," and then I'll ask them to recount the highlights. So it, it is sort of a, a, a mass experience that mm-hmm. sh- that people share among themselves. It's great. I love it. So it's nerd heaven. I love the comic book section uh, of the convention. I love the toys, all the merchandise. I just spent a bunch of stuff for Russell Peters' brother, Clayton. They were expecting a son, so I bought them Star Wars stuff because he's a fan of um, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And um, I visit my friend, Rody. He has a um, Halloween kid, mm-hmm. which is you know financed by my good friend, David Cho. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, he had a nice booth. It was good seeing all my friends and traveling and, and checking other sections of the convention. So you're, what did you say? Your friend, David Cho? <laughs> yes. What's going on with that? What's going on with that? We're, it's fine. <laughs> it's like my relationship with my mother. I haven't seen her 10 years. It's getting better and better each year. <laughs> the more we don't see each other, it's better for both of us. So you, you know? think? So that's the way it is now with David. You guys don't talk. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it, he's busy with his stuff, and I'm busy with mine. And uh, God, now you sound you sound be honest though. You sound like a um, Phil Donahue. Well, let's be honest. You're yeah. not that busy. Am, am, am I busy? Not I'm, busy? I'm not that busy that I can't uh, um, interact with them. But I, I just think it's just better for um, uh, what is that word that we use between North and South Korea? Uh, D E T N T. Detente. Detente. Yeah. Detente. Yeah. So yeah. But every day it passes, it get better. <laughs> it get better every day. Well, if you go back on the show. Mm-hmm. As a guest, I will listen to that episode. But that's just not going to happen. Really? I don't. I'm I, on a, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. going to do a hunger strike, but it's going to be a podcast strike. I will not listen to DVD ASA <laughs> until you're not even listening returns. to it right now. So I'm actually. I know. I'm saying I, I'm not listening to it. But I'm saying is I'll, I will listen again if you return to the show. All right. Well, I guess you're never going to be hearing again. <laughs> oh come on! You have to go back. Well, at some point. Anyway, let's go back to San Diego. <laughs> you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's good. So, San Diego Comic Con, I, I have, I, I didn't, I haven't even had a chance to tell you because first of all, Chris, think, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I say this. I, I, I always appreciate you uh, contact me, and I got oh. to know you, and I, I want to do many episodes with you on yours as well as mine. Sure, but you know. I like even the things I'm not interested in. That the fact that they're interested in, I'm just curious. And and you're interested in a lot of things. You know a lot of stuff, and you have a lot of contacts. You know. Oh well, in the Comic Con world, yeah, just from going so many years, yes, just people and you know fans that I've become friends with, or mm-hmm. just people I know who have met there, or people in the industry that sure. I've met there, and like I don't know people I used to work with that still go. It's fun. I mean, it's it's um it's fun. It's also catching up on what everyone's working sure. On. It's kind of like, you know, these rednecks that bomb uh, abortion clinic and cops and FBI agents chasing after him. Uh-huh. And they run into, like, woods and they can't catch him because rednecks are more most powerful when they're in their natural environment like woods and they can't catch them. Yes. When I see you in Comic-Con, you're ten times more powerful. You yes. know what I mean? It's, it's an environment where, I don't know, you you you... You have people. People are drawn to you. They're just so happy to see you. So I was really impressed by that. And, oh, and thanks. I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful you got me pass. But you helped me with one of my bucket lists, which is do a panel at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I'm, I'm, I didn't I'm not know even, that was on your bucket list. I mean, I was I was shocked when I look at that catalog for, um, you know, the four day event. You see your name in it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And the fact that they gave me one of those little uh, uh, paper thing with my name on it in San Diego Comic Con, I want to frame it because I just thought, man, these assholes that get to talk to front of everyone and then be part of this event, I want to be part of that. I've been doing it for 20 years. Man, I hope this is the first of many times I ended up doing it. But yeah, thanks. I, it, was, it was really fun. Now, we will talk about what happened. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about what happened? <laughs> we'll talk about what happened. What happened? Okay, so we you were on my Podcrash Live, which Podcrash is my podcast. By the way, uh, please listen to Chris's pod, uh, Podcrash and also by Celebrities Poop. Celebrities Poop. The book by Chris Gore. And you can go to uh, celebritiespoop.com. Yes. And when you purchase the book, there's a bonus. There's an audio of your great stand-up show that you did in right. Phoenix. Right, it's basically a book and a mm-hmm. comedy album. So it's it's you know people don't buy CDs anymore, but this is a this is a comedic 
art book, and then and then you get a download card uh, to download my comedy album. And so, I like the fact so that you know you ask. I think you ask me and my friend Tana Manu's advice, and you were, you were kind of thinking whether to keep certain material. And I'm not going to go into detail because you should purchase the book and listen to the comedy show. But there's a couple of sh- uh, stories that you told me was. <laughs> I know you laugh, but it's not even laughing. Like, they're just I'm crazy. Know, they're crazy and amazing. I like that. These. Oh, thanks. You know, the, I don't want to mention names, but uh, a couple of the characters that you mentioned, Charlie you know, Sheen. Okay, that's. There's a funny story surrounding Charlie Sheen and the FBI that I talk about on the. FBI. I like that story. I didn't. I didn't know about it, and that, that's interesting. Well, and what was the other guy that you were writing letters to? Oh, oh, John Hinckley. Man, the presidential assassin. That, just don't write to people. If you write to someone who's committed a crime, mm-hmm. it kind of is a red flag. And they both had a, a like red, red flag <laughs> stories, and that's all I'm going to say. But check it out because when he told me, it was really interesting. And mm, you, you, that's the kind of stuff people want to hear in stand up. Because if you just wrote generic jokes, anyone else could steal well, it from you. Generic in. jokes. I mean, yeah. That's not. Look, let's not mince words. There are some generic jokes on there. There's, there's, but these personal stories is what sells the albums. They're you know? all, well, they're all personal stories. Yeah. But, you know, I hope people enjoy it. It's, uh, I, you know, was rehearsing that stuff for three years in front of an audience. And sure. I think it's okay. So you asked me to do a panel at uh, Anaheim yes, Anime, and it was a lot of fun. With WonderCon. WonderCon. It was fantastic. Four to 500 people there. Yeah, and it was packed audience, right? It was packed. It, it was a packed audience, and sure, I do stand up comedy, so I, I guess I know how to interact with people and doing shows. But doing the panel, I have never done anything like that. And I, I was really happy. I was really happy with that uh, panel I'm experience, sick, folks. I'm sorry to tell you. No, I actually good. have something of a, a. I have nerd flu. So I'm sorry. I need. I need to just allergies. Right not a big it's, deal. You look yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not doing that great. I'm not doing that great. But um, yeah. So I did a panel in Anaheim. I don't know, three, four months ago. Loved it. Got a lot of laughter. But it was a different kind of laughter uh, compared to stand up. You know, it was different. And it, well, it, your it, comedic timing was great. There were like a couple things you said at WonderCon that I thought were just amazing. That's there's a WonderCon live episode. If you go through the if you download the PodCrash app, you get all the episodes. Yeah, listen to that one. Uh, listen that- to the WonderCon Live with you, I think, was amazing. This last episode... Which we did it last the, Thursday. Last Thursday at... at, at um, July 8th. Mm-hmm. It got a little awkward. I, I think you should, you should talk about it. I think it, no, it you involved and I, you, Adrian Curry. It, you and I will talk about it and... Um, <laughs> I'm not making. I'm not making. I'm not making any excuses. You know. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, for those of you, it got very awkward. For those of you, um, I highly recommend if you don't know Adrian Curry, Google her up and look at uh, pictures of her, so you know. I mean, she's she's gorgeous, beautiful, very smart, personable, and she's into these uh, Comic Con stuff. She's. Wonderful person, and it's really fun. I met her boyfriend. She's he's very nice, but if you don't know what she looks like, Google her up. So at least you know. Uh, it sounds it, creepy when you say Google her up. Why? <laughs> well, first of all, I am a creepy guy. There's no there's no denying about that. So I didn't know you never told me that you were going to Tijuana to get prostitutes. Maybe you mentioned it, and I thought you were joking. 
I thought that we. I don't know. No, no. Prostitution is a serious business with me. I, I'm. Um, I, I've never done that. I've never done. Really? That. Yeah. I, I, I just highly recommend it. Forget it. Do prostitution, then go to San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> um, That'd be great if they did cosplay prostitutes. Like you could have sex with a girl covered in green makeup, like like in Star Trek. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Mexican girl, all green, look like guacamole. Is that what you want? <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, I, I had a good time, but I was exhausted by Saturday because, you know, you do all day at San Diego Comic Con panel, and then I had a comedy show with, for Red Band of the Joe Rogan show Friday and Saturday. Then right after the show, I would drive to Tijuana, uh, get a hooker, but sometimes it takes a while to pick the right one, then wake up early and go to Comic Con. Um, what did yours look like? The, 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 the three or four of them, um, but they're young and pretty. Mm-hmm. Well, last one, she, I was surprised she's Mexican because she looked more white to me. And we were talking about that for a little bit. Um, but um, a lot of people think Mexicans all have the same look. The kind of people that you see in front of Home Depot. And believe me, all Mexicans don't look the same. Mm-hmm. There is Native American-looking Mexicans, black ones, very European white-looking Mexican. And I think... It's a, it's a, it's still a third world country, so money is an issue. So you see a lot of different women moving to Tijuana because they're right by the border with San, San Diego, and you see a wide variety of different kinds of Mexican women. So you know, um, I I talk about the prostitution stuff openly before. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm not lying. I was there at Hong Kong Club and at Lita Club, which is like literally like within a half a block from each other. So how check do you out- know to go there? Is it just from doing research on the internet? Um, yeah, but, but but living in Southern California, I met a lot of people who have been going down there. But I think last eight, seven, eight years, I think people are afraid to go down there because of the drug war and cartels and things like that. But I always rem- remind people that touristy area, cartels really don't want to have problems in those areas because last thing they need is like American citizens getting killed the U.S. government will do something mm-hmm. about that. And that's the last thing they need. Is to, They're already dealing with Mexican government. They don't want to deal with U.S. government. So mm-hmm. they avoid gringos, you know. And uh, I never had a problem. I've been going there all the time. It's not a problem for me at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's why I was really exhausted by yesterday when I got back. I mean, I passed out. I mean, it was just nonstop four and a half days of convention floor, doing comedy show at night, panel, hookers at Tijuana and just taking my friend Tanner Manu around San Diego Comic Con for the first time and, and you know, we were filming stuff of Vine and things like that so that, that, it, was a, it was a fun great time looking back I probably should have done less of hooker things and network a little bit more but uh, now that I've been through San Diego Comic Con as a panel and going through with you it did inspire me to do a bunch of different things for next year Tanner looks like I don't know. I mean, if, I'm sure you've tweeted pictures of Tana, but he does look like a really ugly Mexican prostitute. <laughs> yes. Doesn't he? Yeah. A tranny? Yeah. A Mexican tranny? He's like a really unattractive <laughs> Mexican prostitute. Am I wrong? Like you'd go, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not the best looking Mexican senorita. Not the best looking in the bunch. <laughs> Um, yeah, check out Tanner Manu's Twitter account. Let's check his vines. Um, so let's talk about this because 
Oh, the inappropriate comment that I set you up? I I have to say, you did this brilliantly. (laughs) It's like the last scene of of a Godfather, good setup, everybody getting murdered. So it was podcast. I mean, of course, it was through your pod crash Mm -hmm. and you, a panel. And I I was thrilled because somebody, one of my friends told me about my name in in the catalog. I I thought it was great. And I thought we were going to talk about Star Wars. So... It was myself, of course, you, uh, Chris Gore, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Yeah, uh, someone I've known, known for a long time, actually, because we used to do tons of shitty comedy shows, clubs in Southern California area. But a very accomplished actor, stand-up comic. and um, Yeah, Stephen's great. He was f- originally supposed to play Shrek in Broadway show, too. Right. Yeah. yeah, so he's very, very talented. And, of course, Adrian Curry. Uh, America's top model, right? Yeah, yeah. America's she next top model. Oh, uh, next top the model. First winner. First winner. Beautiful. Used to TV host herself. T- and yeah. yeah. Model. Model. Play goddess. And used to be used to married to Mr. Brady. Chris uh, Knight. Yeah. Um, so you know she's an all-around interesting pe- person, and we did a panel. So I was I was uh, hoping we were going to talk about Star Wars, something of that nature. Well, that wasn't the case because <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm like Charlie Brown. Yeah, you are. Every time I'm ready to kick the ball, you know, the, what's your name? Take the ball away. I yank it away. Yeah, you, you, so you yank it away. <laughs> so so you, you had a couple um, generic questions for everyone. Yeah, just sort of generic to get us, you know, ease in, so to speak. But you know what made it kind of funny in the beginning was she, she pointed, Adrian pointed a finger at, her boyfriend say, that's the guy I have. He has sex with me, blah, 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 right? Then you ask me a question. I didn't even remember what, you, what was the question. And my response was, well, forget about your dumb question. I want to smell Adrian Curry's boyfriend's fingers. Of course, <laughs> you know, there's kids in the audience, but, you know, that's the dream. You know exactly what not to say and when not to say. <laughs> yes. It's just funny to say I want to smell someone's fingers in a room full of kids. So, did you get any complaints? Ah, uh, no, no complaints. Actually, people said it was a fun panel, but I think the thing I think I think once well, we should you should talk about what happened. Yes. Well, we had a private conversation two weeks before or three weeks before right. about some sensitive subject matter, and that was that. And I even I'm so dumb. I even said, "Why don't you bring it up?" And you said, "Well, I don't think that's a." proper conversation for San Diego Comic Con. I don't think that's appropriate. And I thought you were going to ask me something related to Star Wars or something nerdy. Then you brought the subject matter we were talking, which was we were talking about uh, rape fantasy. Mm-hmm. So you want to continue until what happened? You should talk about how you brought it up and what happened. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, without getting too much in detail, I'm working project with my friend Ogi Ogas, Boston, former professor of Boston. You wrote a book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts. And he, he had this um, ideas that men, when it comes to our sex, uh, sexual desires, we're more visual. That's why porn is bought by 99% of uh, most of the consumers of porn are men, no surprising there. But women, Explore their sexual feelings and desires through um, romance novels, 
you know, their desires and needs and so on and so forth. And it makes sense. I mean, porn to men what romance novels are to women. And and Ogie even talked about fan fiction. And one of the things he talked about, women, some women are into rape fantasy and they could explore those ideas in a com- comfortable environment of reading paranormal romance novels like books with werewolves and vampires. And they could explore rape fantasy because those are not real. They're not going to get raped by vampires and, and, and werewolves. So it's kind of one of those loophole things. Anyway, so you brought it up. So I was beginning to talk about it, about rape fantasy, which is – it's hard to bring rape – that's probably the first time in San Diego Comic-Con somebody brought up rape fantasy or rape of any nature. But while I'm talking about it, she goes – Adrian goes, I was raped. I didn't, I didn't know that about that. I don't know if you knew. But, you know, if – the I knew. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of set you up. So then, so it was a funny setup. Now looking back, but I, I feel bad because I didn't want to feel make her uncomfortable. I wasn't trying to make her uncomfortable. I, I was. Trying it, it, to it's it's like somebody provoke told, a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, about that because I think everybody was uh, uh, all years. They were listening to the, the, it. Was the, it was very it got very intense for a second. It was so, so what, quiet in the room full of people. Yeah, yeah, there were like over 300, 400 people. And it got very quiet. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. And I'm, I tried to be always honest with everyone. But as soon as she said that, I got really, really fucking hard. You know? <laughs> oh, no. Really? It, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Because no. I, I, no, because she's, she, she looks so beautiful. And, 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 and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying rape is good. And thank God I take a, such a hard stance on something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but, my God, Yoshi. But... Those things do pop up in my head. Mike, remember during the Arab Spring when Laura Logan, she is the reporter for 60 Minutes. Yeah. She's from South Africa. Beautiful girl. Oh, I, don't, I guess maybe girl is not right. She's in early to mid-30. Beautiful girl. Beautiful face. Amazing body. And she was sexually assaulted in Cairo. And like, it was like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Same reaction. Of course you condemn rape, but like, this is the kind of conversation I could have with my friend, Maury Shobizowitz. He, uh, he was, you know, he was being honest, too. So I'm very conflicted. I'm, I'm against, obviously, against rape and that whatnot, of course. But when you hear those stories, I mean, my, I, my mind goes to those perverted land. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, so it was really awkward and weird for the rest of the conversation until tail end of it. After you humiliated me again with the, um, we we did a fan fiction dialogue where I have to read <laughs> a line for Lex Luthor, and you know you know for fact I don't like to do that, and, um, and but I it, made you do it, it. it. Made me do it again. <laughs> it went well for everyone else except for me. Then till <laughs> then, till end of it, you ask my what was my experience in Comic Con? Do I like it? And I mentioned the fact I really like it a lot. It's, it has grown massively. Only thing I didn't like is whenever people dressed up in the office, especially for women, if they're especially if they're overweight and wearing Princess Leia outfit, you know how they're mm-hmm. because they're so overweight. When you put the string things on the side of their uh, body, muffin top, yeah, the meat is dripping out of the side of that. Like mm-hmm. when you get those giant sausages with a string wrapped oh, around that's it, so good. So they they laugh at that, but overall. Um, 
I, I was really worried if I hurt her feelings. I, I, I was, I didn't Why don't you send her a note I, over Twitter and apologize to the internet for that. <laughs> How about you give me her email address? I'll, I'll do it privately. But when I did talk to her after the show. She said, like, no, no, she doesn't. She didn't have any problem. With she's, she's very comfortable talking about it. But I didn't know that. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know any. I know she's comfortable, and Adrian's very honest. And I think you had a legitimate theory worth discussing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to until right, my... No, but uh, no, in that environment, it's a worthwhile theory because it involves genre entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I think, it is, I think it's worth bringing up this topic. Um, but I don't think that you and I are the right people to talk about it. I still want to try. I was I hoping th- Adrian might have wanted to. But you know what? It was not the right space because it wasn't meant to be a serious panel. It was more meant to be a fun panel. And I think it was a mistake for me to provoke you to bring it up. I, I mean, was, now looking back, it was a whole... It is very funny. How I, uh, It's funny that it, it just went badly. Yeah. But I don't think it's... I, I, I regret doing it now in retrospect. But it, it, but now I have some funny, interesting story to talk because... Yes, I, you do. You've I, got material. I, 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 whenever I told a couple of my friends about it, they, they couldn't stop laughing <laughs> it's because they, could, they know me well enough that... They've seen me in a room full of people <laughs> experiencing cringy, you know, experience like that. Um, so I, I, I know. Here's the thing is, I think if stuff like this keeps happening, you'll get fired from Yoshi Didn't. Right. You know, I'll fire it'll myself. Be, it'll be the second podcast you've gotten fired from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm, 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 sure I'm going to get fired second, third, and fourth time down the road. Wouldn't that be funny if... We should do an episode of Yoshi Didn't where you're not on the show, where you actually fire yourself from the show, and then do a couple episodes that like Tana and I do. We talk about how we're sorry that you 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 got fired from your no, show. No, but I'm, I'm serious when I say that. <laughs> and we, I, 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 we do like a wake, like like you're dead. I, I want I want you guys to do episodes with just you and Tana. No, uh-huh. seriously. I know you have. We bring on Adrian to talk about what an asshole you are. Yeah, I want that. I, I really <laughs> want that. Seriously, I want. I really want that. I, I really want it because Tana is a very interesting guy, and I, I know you haven't seen him, and a lot of people still might not know him. I kid you not. He was, if not the funniest guy to come come out of Pacific Can Northwest. Can I ask you a serious question? Mm-hmm. Has he ever been raped? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, he joined Marines when he was 17, so who knows? Maybe, maybe, I was going to say, maybe, maybe it happened. Double check with him. But I, I, I really want that you guys to do that, and uh, especially when I'm away, I love to love to see you guys do that. And he, he's going places right now. You know, he's working on this project with Brody Stevens, mm-hmm. and uh, which is produced by Zach Galifianakis. And uh, fall of 2013, he'll be out, and he'll be in at least half of the episodes. Like between five to six episodes, and I think the Brody Stevens and Tana thing was great. And they used to have a public access show called uh, Juice and Simone Saved the World, and it was a huge show in Pacific Northwest. I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm I'm I am looking forward to whenever next TV gig that you get because I I think they are making mistake. You know your stuff, Chris. Like you're very savvy. I mean, there's plenty of people. Pretend to know uh, pop culture stuff, but you you take it to another level. Oh, thank you. And you've been doing this since you were a teenage kid, right? Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. So you need to do that. And for someone who's only been doing stand-up for three years, you you, you have a great sense of humor. Uh, Well, 
Yeah, yeah. I feel like well, I may have been officially doing it for three years, but mm-hmm. I, but I've just been a public speaker for like twenty years, more than twenty years, like through having done film threats. So because of that, and you know, sort of just getting over the fear of public speaking, I'd always just look for, and just the things that would pop into my head just were just like I'd be funny if somebody said this, and so I think that's I sort of developed my comic sense of comic timing just from doing public appearances and speaking engagements. Right, and then from that, you know, just decided I would try my hand at stand-up. So, and you're you're in a unique situation because you, the more you stand-up you do it, I, I think it'll be great because you could even go on tour doing public speaking engagement, and you you learn timing and and how to say it in a funny story. But I'm saying, like, do you mean timing? Like, when is the right time to bring up bring up rape? Is that, <laughs> no. is that what you mean by timing? <laughs> it's like you know, I'm 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 a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain, and he go around town, uh, country telling stories. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I definitely think you know you have so many stories. Like me, just spending a couple hours before this podcast episode, that some of the other stories and people that you know. Oh, I you, forgot you, telling about that stuff. I forgot that I know a lot of people, and, and in, in and, certain and, realms. And, and sometimes that's the problem. Like people, people think. The stories that they know, the things that they experience, it, 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 it's not uh, interesting to other people, but it is. I mean, all the stories you told me, they're all interesting. Oh, you I just got to incorporate them more in your know, stand-up too. I think people would love to hear stories like that. I will do that. I will do that. So we did the panel. I'm glad I did it. I want. I like to do more. And uh, what, what is the name of the group of uh, improv? Comic Book Live. Can you mention their names? Because they were oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Bechtold, Patrick Ian Moore, Derek Reed, and Kia McCarty. They were terrific. Professional. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, being a stand-up, I, I, I'm just, I feel more comfortable doing it that style. But they're amazing. They're so comfortable playing. Oh, it was great. Yeah. They, they were like, and, the, and, and also there was Giselle um, Jizzy B from the uh, Defective Geeks podcast who did the fanfic theater but comic book live i perform with at ios you can look at look them up just go to cosplaycomedy.com and you'll get all the links but they're amazing they do improv but dressed in costume so like derek reed dresses as lando calrissian but he carries around a colt 45 <laughs> yes. and does all this really horrible humor involving like colt 45 it's great he's he's awesome at that so yeah, I mean, and then Tommy Bechtel like plays like the Hulk or Dr. Bruce Banner. I mean, it's a, it's 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 a great group to perform with. And I don't, you and know, they kind of took over the panel. They actually, you know what? To be honest, they saved the panel from your rape. Yes, <laughs> I was literally verbally raping people's ears. You, you when raped, I was talking, you raped the ears of everyone on on who saw the panel. <laughs> And the people who came in to save it yes. were the superheroes from Comic Book Live. They really—I really was Lex Luthor of yeah. that panel. Well, you can hear the panel. Actually, you can hear the panel on this week's episode of Pod Crash. Check it out. It's this week's episode. It's really cringy. The San Diego Comic Con Live. You can actually hear the panel that we're talking about right now. Check it out because it's uh, we filmed it on July 18th. I mean, this is really fresh. Yeah, we recorded it July 18th, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was N- not even a week. Not even a week old. Um, 
So you know, you know, I, I want to do it again. I I hope I prepare better next time. <laughs> I hope I prepare better next time. <laughs> Part of my preparation is going to be don't ask Yoshi about rape. Okay, can we just move? <laughs> let's just move move beyond the rape stuff. So there's a lot of other stuff going on too. If you're especially in the business, I mean, not only do you have to meet up with people at San Diego Comic Con, but there's real business really actually happen afterward. At, oh yeah, I mean, it's at, more at like bars. networking. More like networking. Like people like meeting each other and mm-hmm. like hanging out and like, hey, you seem fun to hang out with. We should do a cartoon show or something. And it does happen. It does, does happen. That. Yeah, a lot of good things happen. And and, and, and San Diego Comic Con. You know what reminds me? The porn convention from early uh, two thousand because mm-hmm. it was that. It wasn't as quiet as that big, but it was big. And in fact, what's interesting, you I do see. The fans of porno who go to porn convention every year. Oh my god, they're just like the people who go to Comic Con. Yeah, I, I, I catch them and I said like, hey, I, uh, you know, some some of them don't want to make eye contact with me because they don't want their family members to know that they go to porn convention. But to me, they're not really different. They're basically same. It's entertainment. You're you're replacing one fantasy convention with another fantasy convention. It's all about fantasy. And porn is all about fantasy, and and the Comic Con, it's fun. Fantasy is Comic Con's all about fantasy. Yeah, and this country we have hard power like mm. nuclear weapon and all the army, but soft power is what attract rest of the world to this country. It really is the freedom and ideals, and sometimes we're not perfect, but we try to strive for those ideas. But soft power like our music and movie and TV show and magazine you name it uh, you know there's places like Japan and England and you know many other countries with popular cultures too but no one even come close to the level of our, our entertainment power I mean we are super, entertainment superpower we live in a military industrial entertainment complex and uh, it's, it's here to stay and it's really fun to go there because I love I know as much people talk about in the East Coast, talking shit about West Coast, but to me, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, San Diego—I call that Golden Triangle fun because there's so much entertainment comes out of that part of the world. I mean, the concentration of entertainment—it's inc- it's incredible, and it—it um, it, it was a fun weekend for me. How, how does this one rank for you with all oh, the ones? One of the best, one of the best. I mean, it was—it was. Is it because of the rape? <laughs> no, 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 just, just, uh, you know, it would just, I, I didn't, I wasn't burdened with, you know, previous years I've had was doing work for G4. So I'd have a lot of commitments in terms of work. I see. You know, in terms of just having. Wait, so you went to G4 for them last, last year. year? Yeah. like yeah. So this is the first one you haven't. Okay. Well, like I would have obligations. Sure. F- that of things that I would have to do for <laughs> G4. So, um, you know, it, 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 for this, like. I didn't have as many obligations. I had my party, yeah. my podcast, and then like certain specific things, you know, promoting my album. I did a, I did an, a book and uh, an album signing mm-hmm. at, a, at a booth, and I wrote this article for Geek Magazine. So um, I... By the way, good, great advices. Oh, yeah. I wrote an article for Geek Magazine called San Diego Comic-Con Survival Guide, So, which I was very pleased with. It's just very practical advice about how to, you know, make the Comic-Con experience better. Because if so, you're going for the first time, it, it is p- quite overwhelming. It's over, incredibly overwhelming. I so. mean, you just cannot believe. It's, it's like tsunami of people just coming at you every direction. You and, and the, your tsunamis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so it, because of there were fewer obligations and more fun things for me to do, 
um, I, I, I just had a much better time. So, yeah. who, who were some of the big names you saw this year's convention? Like you know, well, stars. So, I mean, I mean, so many things. But um, the best one was actually seeing Joss Whedon at breakfast. I was having di- uh, breakfast with my ex girlfriend at the Hilton, and uh, Joss Whedon just happened to be there. It was chatting people up. It was fun. Did you talk to him? Uh, no, I didn't talk to him. Have you ever? I talk- tend to. I tend to. Yeah, I ha- I've talked to him on the like. Uh, I love them. I, I didn't. I you know I, I I wasn't really familiar with him, but. I love Avenger. I really enjoyed that movie. I mean, it was a bit on the campy side, but it really was fun to watch yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, your favorite Comic Con moment, other than bringing up rape and going to Tijuana? Yes, that's not a Comic Con moment. I my 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 favorite thing was me and Tana Manu just going around, just laughing and filming Vine. And just having fun with people. It, it's really, this is something that I, Tana and I, we learned at the porn convention, which is a lot of these guys will go and want to take a picture because, uh, men, can you mention any arena where your average guy and have chance to meet stars? The radio personalities and porn stars are the most down to earth and easily more accessible compared to, say, Hollywood stars. So, Guys will go porn convention. Of course, they, they they love women. They see these women naked. But especially somebody visiting porn convention the first time, let's say ten years ago, it's intimidating. These women fuck for a living. Yeah. You know, you're just some guy. You don't know how to talk to them. You know. So a lot. Oftentimes, me and Tana will notice that these guys would take awkward pictures. Like they can't smile. They're nervous. Whatever. But me and Tana will always go to different booth, meet up a girl, make them laugh, and take a funny pictures. And and they like that because they get tired of people asking the same stupid question over and over. You, you you do something funny to make them laugh. It's a bit of a relief for them. So, you know, we'll, we'll make the girl... Like, I'll tell the girl to uh, stand away from the booth. I'll stand in the booth like she's asking for my porno autograph. <laughs> stuff like that. Or we go to, to the gay section, which is the back side of the porn convention. Get it? Uh-huh. Back side. So... Um, We'll, we'll, we'll have, um, we'll do a, like a funny position with, we'll take picture with the gay guys and whatnot. Just have a lot of fun and like make them laugh and, you know, um, just have fun time. So we were doing that. Like, I don't know how many times the girls were saying like, wow, I, you know, I've been taking pictures all day and that's the funniest one or that you made me laugh, you know? So we like doing stuff like that. Those are memorable. Just going around, meet people. So you meet girls that you chat up that think you're funny and like you. You could probably have sex with them for free, but you choose to go to Tijuana and pay a prostitute $60. No, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't think they want to have sex, but like, we were taking pictures with a No, couple. I actually don't think they want to have sex either, but I no. think that if you could at least talk to them, get their number, get to know them. Nah, hassle. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I just like, that's... Well, you know what? I almost agree with you because that's been my approach. Oh, get to know a girl. Then after a while, you see each other for a bit and then you start. First of all, if you're a girl and like me, there's something wrong with you. You know, like why waste, why waste my time and your time? (laughs) You know, 60 seemed awfully cheap. Uh You know, get that shit over with. Um, I spent that much on drinks. But I think it's also great that there's so many kids um, traveling with their parents I, I you know like what does that have to do with prostitutes no nothing <laughs> <laughs> why did you bring that no, up 
That's horrifying. You were talking about some of the positive things. Like, I, I think it's cool that, you know, sometimes dads have very little time to spend. But this is great if you're a nerdy dad, happen to have kids. Obviously, that's what your dad. And spend quality four days with their kids. I, I think this is a very fun, memorable thing that you could pass on to your kids. And I, I, I thought it was cool. And the fact that these guys and these women spend so much time designing their outfit. And some of the outfits are just inc- amazing. Amazing costumes. I mean. Amazing. It's amazing that the, how much imagination went in it. To, for them to produce these uh, outfits. So, yeah, it, uh, you know, I, I don't have anything to complain. It, it was a fun weekend. I love the panel. I, I'm taking that out of my bucket list. And I highly, highly recommend What else is in your bucket list? I like to go Oscar. I like to go Super Bowl game. Um, love to meet Bill Murray. Um, okay. I want to, you know, I want to... Gets the point. You've met me, Chuck. Check that off. <laughs> <clears throat> I like to visit hundred countries. You know, I'm almost almost halfway, and wow. uh, I have a bunch of other ones. And what about- I, I hope people like this podcast. I'm, I'm obviously I'm not doing it to make money because I lose money doing this thing. Yeah, and and, and uh, I lose money. Yeah. Doing this thing. I mean, I think you know how many no- Red Bulls you drink every time you come over here. Buy <laughs> at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and and my friend Andreas, he was visiting from Sweden. He mm-hmm. just loved it. He loved this country. He has such a fun time uh, going to Comic Con, and it's it's kind of fun sometimes when uh, I'm kind of jaded compared to somebody visiting for the first time to see how enthusiastic. It kind of reminds me like I I, I should be more happy about visiting because you you know when you see someone for the first time, oh it's it's boy it's fun. They don't know what to do. I mean mm-hmm. they're losing their mind. Um, so, Chris, what, well, you know, we've got to wrap it up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, what's your plan for next year's con? Next year's con? Um, do, I, I mean, do providing that, you know, you don't have a TV gig. Well, no, I'll, I'll I mean, whatever. I, you know, I, 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 frankly, I would like to kind of move on from doing that type of television. Sure. And do more comedy and, and acting uh, stuff. And you, but, uh, you, you, you also talk about uh, planning to write a second book, the sequel to this book, and you don't have to get in detail, but I like the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like that don't, idea. Don't ruin it. But, but yeah, I'll, be, I'll have a second comedy album out by then. I've already got, been working on the material for that. And then I hope you and I definitely should do a stand-up show, show there. Stand-up show mm-hmm. that maybe we'll do a stand-up show. Um, we could, you know, like a nerdy, some nerdy comedy event. And uh, I don't know. It's... Too early to tell, but we'll have something. We'll have something fun for sure. And and listeners of this Definitely show, album. listeners of this show, if you could help us, I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, Chris and I would love to go places like New Zealand, Australia, and Scandinavian countries, especially. Any, yeah, any other conventions, do, nerdy conventions, nerdy conventions. Invite us. We'll do a show. We invite, invite us because we want to do stand up and a podcast show as well as panel and visit your wonderful countries. I don't know if we're going to get invited to Pakistan's Comic Con, but um, you know, Pakistan Con. <laughs> yes. What would that be like? Oh, I'm sure Bin Laden is the superhero. And, yeah. Uh, but on a, serious, on a serious note, we we would like to go to those countries. You know, um, Scandinavia, even though English is not their first language, uh, you could do shows there. We would love to go to Japan. We would love to go to Hong Kong. We would like to go to Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand, anywhere that convention. 
we would like to visit you guys and do a show and a stand-up panel and all that stuff. So if you have any idea, let us know. Um, you could contact me or Chris. And what's your Twitter address? Let him know. At that Chris Gore. Check out his pod, uh, pod, uh, uh, pod podcast show, mine, and, and please buy his books. Because, boy, your daughter is very talented. Oh, thank you. So, she, yeah. she, Celebritiespoop.com. Check yes, it out. My check daughter out. did the illustrations for the book, and the book is a book and a comedy album all in one. Um, it's sort of a multimedia project, and, and uh, it's appropriate for coffee tables anywhere <laughs> on the earth and Be- in Tijuana. And before we go, any, any uh, announcement or news that you heard at San Diego Comic Con that you liked a lot? I was excited about the Superman-Batman movie. Did you, did you know about that, that news? Or? I didn't know about it. I didn't. I knew that they were going to do a second Man of Steel, but I, that, I did not see that coming. So that's kind of cool. And that's, I have no that's idea a, who's going to play Batman, though. I mean, like, if it's two years away, they have to be working on it now. So. I mean, uh, it's like that's it's be being worked on as we speak. And this is the first time ever, right? A movie with Superman and Batman together. Yes. So this is going to be huge. Yes. Um, it should be amazing. Who, who's producing it? Well, is it? Well, it's Zack Snyder's directing it, so that's a good news. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it dep- to me, it depends on who's writing it. Sure. I mean, who who would be ideas writer for something like that? Would you have any names I don't that? Know. I would like to see Frank Miller. Oh, of course. Be great. They should just do The Dark Knight Returns. Just do that. Just make that happen. I mean, they did make the cartoon, but like to see that live action or the best parts of it. And any other announcement that mentioned that you were surprised or you're pleased that you're hearing uh, certain projects? Um, I guess that's the biggest one, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, it was the biggest one. I mean, there's a title now for this second <coughs> Avengers movie, Age of Ultron. You know, uh, we'll see. I, there, there really wasn't as much as I thought this year. Not much, as much big news. So, um, I mean, you know, we're two years away, supposedly, from a new Star Wars movie. But no one even knows what it's called. Right. Other than Star Wars Episode Seven. It's J.J. Abrams? Uh, yeah. Okay. What do, you, do you have any feelings about him doing it? I think it? I think it's better that he do that than a Star Trek movie. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, not a big fan of, his, of the new Star Trek. I enjoyed it a lot. What, what, what's the... I, I, because I, I'm a big fan of Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan, and I feel like they just they hated that movie. So I hated the, the, the way that they took a bunch of stuff and they killed Captain Kirk at the end. Sorry, spoiler. They killed Captain Kirk at the end, and he's resurrected five minutes later. It was stupid, mm. and we all could see that coming. Sure, it was pretty bad. Anyways, on a really downer note, <laughs> it was great to have you at your first Comic Con or your first Comic Con with us going together and your yeah. first Comic Con panel. That's what I meant. So your first Comic Con panel. Thanks, and I'm definitely going to go to the one in Atlanta, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Well, it's in September. We should start planning now. And any comedy club owner, or if you just happen to have an uh, idea for us to do any events, um, let let us know. Tweet it to us, or you could e- Gmail uh, email me at dumbyoshi at gmail dot com <laughs> <laughs> because I'm dumb. Uh-huh. But yeah, Atlanta, just you know, please help us because you know. It's not like we're working for network. We have to do a lot of it ourselves. So if you have an idea for us, this is what, July? So we have four months before Dragon Con. No, it's, it's in September. Oh, it's in September? <laughs> okay, never mind. Like it's in September. Like the first weekend in September. It's like Labor Day weekend. Well, you guys better hurry the fuck up and help we us. We have like five weeks. Five weeks. 
and we need help. I need a lot of help, but we would love to I come. Will work, we'll work on that. Well, yeah, we would love to uh, visit Atlanta. Um, I know they have a great strip clubs. Believe me, I know that. And, <laughs> uh, but please continue listening to Podcrash. And um, like I said, I can't guarantee having a second episode every week, but I definitely want to have more um, episodes with Chris. He's teaching me a lot. He's making me laugh a lot. And um, he, he's, he's and terrific. And buy his this. book, too. Thank you. Both of them. What's that second, uh, first book that you wrote? Oh, the Film Festival Survival Guide? Please. It's really a comedy book, though. No, 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 but buy it because uh, then you'll feel the, the full force and power of uh, Chris Gore. Yeah, well, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks, thanks for uh, listening to Yoshi Denton. Please download my app. It's under uh, Yoshi Denton, obviously, and Apple Store. And buy Chris's book. And uh, hopefully we'll come back soon with Chris's third, fourth, fifth episodes coming down the road. Yeah. Thanks. Good night.